Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Today is another listener requested episode, which has come up numerous times. And then I was asked about it again by one of my lovely listeners just this week. And I thought while I'm sitting down and recording some podcast episodes, I would cover this particular topic in an episode because it is such a real thing that so many of us face. And I think just making sure that we are equipping ourselves with the right tools and tactics and strategies so that we can get great outcomes in the workplace and in our professional lives and also maintaining a level of, you know, so-called work-life balance so that we can do the things that we really want to do. Because I think that in this day and age in particular, we're awful looking for ways that we can manage ourselves, manage our time more effectively, do more of the things that we really love to do, whether that is the fact that you are a mum and you want to spend time with your kids while also maintaining your career. Perhaps you are someone who is quite ambitious and you want to be able to build a business on the side in addition to your corporate job and you want to be able to maintain both for a certain period of time. You know, whatever your circumstances are, perhaps you're, you know, wanting a pay increase and you want to be able to put your best foot forward and make sure that you're able to derive a good outcome for yourself in terms of the salary that you take home for your job, for yourself, for your family, you know, whatever it is. There's so many different requests that we could face and want to request, I suppose, during the course of our working lives. And I think that one positive thing that has come out of COVID is that it has taught us and it's taught employers around the world that we don't necessarily need to be tied to an office 24-7 in order to be productive and effective. And the other thing too is that, you know, corporations are having to become a lot more flexible in terms of some of the arrangements that they are offering their team members, because if they're not, then they are either losing or not able to attain top talent to begin with. So it's becoming less of a an exception and it's become more of an expectation and a norm. And I wanted to share this because I know that so many of my listeners and my beautiful podcast and Boston Hills community, you all are, you know, hardworking individuals. You're all ambitious. Some of you are mums, you know, some of you are trying to do it all. And these are real life scenarios that we often have to, to face and to deal with. And so I hope that me sharing these strategies today is something that you can find quite useful and be able to deploy within your own careers and your lives. So before we get stuck into today's episode, you guys know the drill. If you listen to this podcast, then you would know that I asked this 
every week. And it is a small favor that I have to ask. And that is, if you are enjoying the show, then the best way that you can show your support is to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and also to recommend it to a friend or a family member, someone in your network who you know would really benefit from listening to these episodes. It really takes like two seconds to do so. It makes sure that we're able to continue to produce and record these episodes and also make sure that we are reaching the right audiences. The other thing I will say is if you have not already jumped onto my new YouTube channel, Boston Hills TV, then I ask that you do so and you check out my channel, you check out some of my videos and there's going to be some new content which I'm going to be sharing on YouTube, which I'm not going to be sharing on any other platform. So if you are a fan of this podcast and you want to get more in-depth or more one-on-one information, um, as well as watch some of my Boston Hills TV episodes, then you can do that all on my YouTube channel. So I will put the direct link in the show notes. And if you could just jump over and subscribe and like my YouTube channel, it would be so appreciated. So thank you so much. So without further ado, I wanted to share my five strategies for how to ask for flexible work arrangements how to ask for reduced hours, how to ask for things in the workplace that you might be a little bit too afraid to ask. And whether you are a current employee looking to request a different work situation, different work conditions, or whether you are a candidate applying for a new job and you're not quite sure how to approach these types of conversations. Today's episode, I'm going to share a couple of strategies that I think could be really useful in helping you to have those conversations and to be able to derive an effective and good outcome for yourself and for the employer as well. So the first thing that I wanted to share with you is if you are someone who is a candidate and you are exploring new job opportunities. And the reason why I'm going to provide this as an example is because it's a real case scenario that one of my um, subscribers had brought up with me just this week. And she mentioned, she reached out to me and she mentioned that she was wanting to apply for a full-time position, but she is a mum of two young kids and she's currently working three days per week. And she wants to work four days a week, ideally, but she didn't want to discount herself from the recruitment process. And so she had reached out to me and the question was along the lines of, Hey, Lara, if I want to apply for this job, even though it has been advertised as a full-time position, when would be the appropriate time for me to bring up the fact that I only want to work four days per week? 
And so I went back to this person and I asked her a few questions and I asked her other four days per week. Is that a request, an ongoing request? Is it a short term request? You know, what does that all look like? And I also asked her to share some more details in terms of the job and the company. And she shared all of those with me. And what actually came to light is that this particular company has already allowed other employees to work in a part-time capacity. They've also allowed other employees to work from home. They have offered some of their employees um, a slightly higher take-home pay if they decide that they permanently want to work from home. So, they've already demonstrated that they are quite a flexible employer. So, I suppose that's kind of like point one is kind of ticked. And my advice back to her was the way that I would approach this is she was going for an initial phone screen interview. And she said, at what point do I bring this up? Do I bring it up at the beginning? Do I bring it up at the end? When is the right time to broach the subject? And what my advice back to her was that if you are applying for a job, then it's a fine line because you don't want to automatically discount yourself or rule yourself out of the process. But then if you are successful, you don't want to be blindsiding your potential employer either. And so the way that I would approach this situation is to just go ahead and to do the phone screen interview. And at the end of the interview, when they ask you, do you have any questions? Ask them a number of questions about the company and about the role. And then you can also ask a question about, do you support flexible work arrangements? And is there an opportunity to work, for example, four days per week? Um, And just ask it as a question. Don't say that that is the be all and end all for you because you don't want to rule yourself out of the process. But what you're doing is you're planting the seed and you're opening up that conversation. And based on that response, they could possibly say to you, no, we don't. We're really sorry that this is a full-time job and a full-time job only. They could say to you that, yes, we actually are a flexible work um, employer. We promote flexible work arrangements and would be open to having that discussion. Or perhaps they could say, you know, yes, absolutely. Um, we have no issue. If you think you can do this job in four days a week rather than five, be our guest. We don't care. We probably, you know, end up spending more money on a salary because they're ending up getting probably five days worth of value for four days, which is a win-win situation for the employee uh, and for the employee. And in this particular situation, I know this person is very highly accomplished and very capable and she knows that she can do the job in four days per week. And so, I would recommend just posing it as a question rather than automatically discounting yourself or ruling yourself out of the process. Um, And don't make the whole phone screen interview about your working conditions. Can I just say this is a real pet peeve of mine when whenever I have phone screened a candidate and they make the whole thing about when are my working hours and when do I start and when do I finish and, you know, do I get this and do I get that? And it's all about the benefits. It What that says to the employer is that you're not really interested in the role, you're just interested in the conditions. And most employers are not going to like dealing with a candidate that is asking these 
basic questions, especially if you are applying for mid to senior roles or more senior roles. It really becomes less about what are your working hours and it's more about what value can you provide? What is your level of expertise? What can you bring to the table? And when you focus your questions on what are my working hours going to be, it sort of discounts you from the process and it kind of discredits the value that you're bringing because those types of questions so early on in the process can really overshadow some of the great work that you are able to achieve and what you're able to really bring to the table. And so whilst I think it's important to have these conversations and especially if you are someone who wants flexible work arrangements, if you are someone who wants part-time working and the role is advertised as a full-time position, I think it is important to be quite upfront, but don't discount yourself too early and don't make the initial conversation or conversations about that. Plant the seed by asking the question and just gauging their openness and willingness towards that particular request. And then later down the track, when it comes to negotiating your terms and conditions, you can say, you know, earlier on, I had raised that, you know, this is something that's quite important to me. Can we work something out? And, you know, based on that conversation, there'll be a couple of different scenarios. So either it will be a flat out no, it would be, um, you know, a maybe, it would be a, you know, maybe we can try this for a little period of time or maybe it's just a a straight out, yes, you know, we can do that and we can just keep in touch and see how it's going. So that is how I would approach that type of a situation. If you are already an existing employee and you are looking to renegotiate the current terms of your contract, so whether that is your working hours, whether that is your working location, um, whatever it might be, the way that I would approach this is sort of in the same light. So I would come to the table with a bit of a business case and I would come prepared and I would have a discussion with your manager about, you know, why it's important for you to request these flexible work arrangements. So let's just say in this case, you are a full-time employee and you want to request part-time working hours. The way that I would approach this kind of a situation is to put forward a well thought out and comprehensive proposal to your manager, the person that you're reporting into. So don't just come in unprepared and not having actually thought through what the ramifications are because you might have it all figured out in your head that you're, you know, already planning your life based on working three days per week, for example. But what does that mean for the employer and how does that impact them? Because the reality is that you might be working in a job that only can be done in a full-time capacity. So that could be a real scenario. But the other scenario could be that you are in a full, in doing a full time position and you can actually demonstrate to your boss that you can do the, the work, the job in less days. Maybe it's four days per week or, you know, something to that effect. And so what I would do is actually prepare a business case which showcases 
what your key achievements have been, almost like you would do when you're asking for a pay increase. Um, you know, what have been your key achievements? How have you already demonstrated in the past that this is something that you have been able to effectively do? This is something that you're going to be able to handle. This is something that's actually going to be of benefit to the employer because they're going to only have to pay you four days per week rather than five days a week, but they're still going to get the output of, you know, five days per week. Um, you know, what what is it that you've already done that actually positively helps your case um, and demonstrates that you're willing, you're someone who's willing to go, you know, beyond the call of duty um, and measure how you've already performed against your key performance indicators. So, before you even kind of broach the subject, you should already be smashing things out of the park. If you're not, then that would be step number one is actually work on just nailing your job and doing your job really well and really shining and smashing things out of the park. Because if you are a mediocre employee with mediocre output, there's no reason why your employer would want to accommodate this request, which frankly could be quite inconvenient for them and far from ideal. Whereas if you are a standout star employee, they will not want to lose you. They will do everything that they can possibly do to retain you because they would rather have you four days a week than not at all. So position yourself as someone who adds enormous value. Position yourself as someone who goes above and beyond. And then you can start to request these types of flexible arrangements and, you know, negotiate different terms of your contract. So that is kind of like the first thing. The other thing that I would say is if you position yourself in the right way, you put forward a business case and then your employer has some hesitation around what you could be doing, how this is all going to work, rather than just saying no to you, you could counter that by saying, you know, I'm prepared to do this on a trial basis. So, demonstrate to them that you're not having to lock anything in, that you're not asking for anything on a permanent ongoing basis. Maybe you start something on an initial three-month trial basis and you say for the next three months or the next month or whatever the appropriate time frame is that you two mutually agree on, that you are going to demonstrate that you are able to effectively work four days per week rather than five. Um, or, you know, in the case of you wanting to work from home, that you're able to be just as, if not more productive when you're working from home than you are in the office. And then use that trial period to smash it out of the park. Use that trial period to outperform, to really shine, to do all of the things that you said you were going to do and more. Under promise and under and over deliver, I should say. And make sure that you are really impressing them during that trial period because chances are if you're able to demonstrate to your employer that during this mutually agreed trial period that you are someone who is able to do things be above and beyond what's expected and you're able to do it either you know four days or you're able to do some of it from home or whatever it is that you're asking for that you then 
have positioned yourself in the right way. And then when it comes to the end of that trial period, there is no reason for your employer to say, we're sorry, but this is just not working out for us. Because if you smash it out of the park, then it's going to be very difficult for them to turn around and say, well, this isn't working because you let the results speak for themselves. So by actually putting in real concerted effort and planning into making that trial period a huge success and then being able to maintain it beyond the trial period, you will give your employer no real reason to then sort of refute that request unless there's a practical reason. For example, if you're in a customer-facing role or you physically need to be present, um, depending on your industry, I'm talking about most office-based roles. If you're able to demonstrate that your results are the same, if not better, with these new revised working arrangements, then there is a much higher percentage chance that those arrangements would be able to continue beyond the trial period. So that is the other thing that I wanted to share with you and I hope that that helps. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is specifically in regards to mums who are um, Mums who have got children and and childcare responsibilities and those types of things, because this is something that comes up a lot. And again, one of my um, wonderful podcast listeners said that um, she'd requested an episode on this topic because she said that there's so many working mums that have questions around these types of things. And she said that after you become a mum, some businesses feel like you've had a lobotomy or something and that you can no longer perform. And she said, you know, yes, my career is a priority, but so are my children. And surely there is some give and take. And I'm efficient now and I still have a lot of value to add. And so what I would say in this situation is if you are a mum of young children and, you know, you are looking to get back into work after having taken a period of maternity leave or you've just had some time off from your corporate career and you're looking to sort of get back into it, then don't discount yourself. You know, don't undervalue yourself because I think that this is something that happens quite frequently is that we lose confidence. And I think, you know, I can't compare it to say being on maternity leave because I have i don't have any kids and I, I can't relate to that specifically. But I can just speak from, you know, any time that I've even had a little bit of leave off and I've been out of the business for a few weeks and I'm not even talking about months, I'm talking about weeks and then try to get back into it. It's almost like there's this bit of a fog, you know, and it takes a little bit of time to just get back into the groove and get back into the rhythm and get back into the habit of working. And I think that there is this, you know, notion that, you know, women, when they do return to the workforce, like, you know, they need to take a a role with less pressure or they need to take a role with less responsibility because they've got all of these other responsibilities now. And I think the thing that I would like to get across when it comes to people that make those types of comments or feel that way is that, you know, you are as capable of doing whatever it is that you want to, pre-kids or post-kids. You know, your capability does not decrease as 
you know, you become a mum. In fact, I would argue, and if you listen to my episode with Sally Bruce, she actually talks about how becoming a mum. And by the way, Sally Bruce is the COO and CFO of Culture Amp, which is a billion dollar employee engagement tech company. And she was also the former CEO of AMP Bank and demonstrated enormous growth and enormous profits and turnaround during her period um, at AMP Bank. And she actually talked about on the podcast, if you are a mum or anyone really in corporate, um, I think you'd really benefit from listening to Sally and hearing the insights and wisdom that she so generously shared. She actually talked about how becoming a mum actually helped her in so many ways when it came to her corporate career. It helped her become a better leader. It helped her have more empathy, more understanding. It helped her to become a better communicator. Um, there were so many benefits of becoming a mum in terms of how she had to communicate and get her message across, how she had to become a good negotiator. Um, all of these types of skills that she developed as a mum, which then really translated into her career and helped her, you know, gain gain some really great outcomes from a professional standpoint. And so I understand when we have some time out and we take a little bit of a step back that we might think we're out of the game and we might be for a little bit, but I don't think that we ever actually lose that. And I think that it's just like anything, the more you expose yourself to it, the more comfortable you get, the easier it becomes. And just giving yourself a little bit of a grace period. And I just wanted to cover that because I think it's so important. And just hearing from, you know, some people that whose confidence really does get shot, you know, after they have a baby and, you know, you're a mum now, you know, that's an extraordinary achievement and accomplishment in itself. It's something that you should be proud of and it's something that you should wear as a badge of honour. It's not something that you should hide. It's not something that means that you should keep yourself small when it comes to, you know, corporate opportunities or things like that. And the thing that I said to my fellow listener who had broached this subject was I actually see this as being a bit of a benefit because if you are someone who then has taken time off, has, you know, developed different skills, has gained new experiences, I see that as being more of a strength than a liability. You know, you have a new edge, you have new values, you have new ways of being able to work in a way that you previously may not have been able to and look at that and come at it from a position of strength. Um, don't feel like just because you have had some time out that it makes you any less valuable to a potential employer. Um, the other thing that I said was um, to my lovely listener was that if you are um, someone, you know, if you are feeling like you're a little bit out of it, um, What I would say is don't discredit yourself. And these days, like I touched on earlier, employers do have to remain competitive. They do have to offer a level of flexibility. They do have to be quite accommodating. Otherwise, they will risk the chance of losing top talent because other 
companies are offering flexible work arrangements, etc. So look at this like a bit of a positive that has come out of COVID is that it has really shifted our ways of working. It has made us have to become a bit more resourceful, a bit more open, a bit more flexible, and really think about how you can use that to drive great outcomes for yourself in your personal and professional life. And the other thing that I will want to touch on um, in this episode is if you are someone who is working full-time in a corporate role and you are wanting to try and fit in something on the side, so whether you want to reduce your current full-time working hours or you're prepared to continue to work full-time and also do the stuff that you want to do, then I have a podcast episode which was, let me see if I can find the podcast number for you guys, but I specifically talked about how I manage a demanding full-time job with a side hustle and it is possible to do it. And I talk about a lot of my strategies in that particular episode. I might have to just pop it in the show notes because it's not sticking out to me immediately. I suppose the point that I'm trying to get across is if you are a mum, then use that as your superpower because it really is a superpower and don't discredit yourself. Don't disqualify yourself before you've even given it a shot. Take that first step, take, you know, a leap of faith and realize that one good thing that has come out of COVID is that it has, like I touched on before, it has really shone a light on how we can be a bit more flexible. We can be a bit more accommodating and we can still get achieve the same goals, we can still achieve the same level of productivity and then some. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is if you are someone who is working full-time currently and wanting to start a side hustle of some sort, whether your intention is to reduce your full-time working hours or maintain your current full-time working hours. I actually have a full solo podcast episode dedicated specifically to this topic where I talk about how I manage a side hustle, which is not really a side hustle anymore. Let's face it, it's a business um, with a very, very demanding full-time job. And I will tell you that some weeks are easier I don't even think I would say some weeks are easy. I'd say that some weeks are harder <laughs> than others. Some weeks take more out of me. They're more challenging. They're more demanding. Sometimes I do end my week on a Friday night and I'm completely shattered from the week. And I'm not saying that that's something that I condone. I am working now more on doing more during the week um, before work rather than letting it seep into my evenings and weekends and trying to keep those free for other things. And for so long, I was such a culprit of working late hours during the week and every Saturday. And now for the most part, I'd say 90 to 90% of my weekends, I don't do any work. And it's taken a few years for me to actually get to the point that I can automate certain things, that I can outsource certain things, 
So irrespective of whether you want to do something on the side full-time or part-time, if you are wanting to request that you drop your hours to part-time because you want to do a side hustle, I would recommend that you take the same approach that I shared earlier, that if you are wanting to reduce you know, your working hours from full-time to part-time, that you have that conversation. But I also think when you are doing this um, because you want a side hustle, firstly, making sure that it's not a direct sort of conflict of interest with your your primary job because you still need your primary job, you know, for income or for other reasons. And so don't shoot yourself in the foot with that. Um, but have an honest and open conversation with your employer and just say to them something along the lines of, you know, I've been thinking about this thing for a while. I've actually really want to start, you know, a business on the side doing this, but also just reiterate to your employer that their, you know, your work there will not be impacted. And whilst you are, you know, either requesting to drop down to part-time or you're proposing that you do this in your spare time, that your primary job will always be your focus and will always take priority and precedence over what you're doing on the side. Because if you give them that level of insurance that that you will actually prioritize them and make sure that the work that you need to do for them comes first and foremost and there's not a conflict of interest, then again, having a side hustle is something that is becoming more and more prevalent and employers are becoming more and more flexible and accommodating to those types of things so long as they aren't in breach of your contract, in breach of your code of conduct, you know, all of those types of things. So, Make sure that you do your homework and make sure that you do have an upfront conversation, um, whether it is with your direct manager and HR or whoever the appropriate people in your workplace are to talk to about these types of things. But also just kind of propose that, you know, this is how you're going to do it. And again, if you are wanting to make changes to your working hours, then you propose it even on a trial basis and you know, work your little tush off in that process and make sure that you demonstrate to them that you're even more effective because now you've learned, you know, how to master the art of, you know, time management and productivity. Um, and, you know, it's that sort of that um, adage that is like, if you want something done, like ask a busy person to do it because busy people find a way of, you know, getting things done and fitting in a lot of things and becoming very pr- productive and effective with the way that they work. And um, so I think just kind of taking that sort of an an approach similar to what I touched on before. um, And like I said, if you need to propose it on a trial basis, then do so. Whatever you need to do to make it work for you. So I hope that you found this episode useful. It was quite an unstructured one and I acknowledge that just um, I've been freely talking just off the back of a few questions that I keep sort of receiving and that come up and I really hope that you guys found this episode useful and um, hopefully there are some strategies in here that you can apply to your 
potential employer, your current employer, you know, whatever your circumstances are, um, that you've got some tools and a bit of a framework to operate from. So I hope that you found that useful. If you did enjoy this episode, then please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and also to head over to my YouTube channel, like and subscribe my YouTube channel, Take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on social media at Boston Hills underscore, and also share it with a friend, family member, colleague, someone who you know, who might be going through some change in their career. They might be a mom. They might be an entrepreneur looking to start something on the side in addition to their corporate job, um, whatever it might be, someone who just wants a little bit more work-life balance and a bit more flexibility. Um share this episode. And if you do enjoy it, then um, make sure to let me know. But I'm going to leave this episode here for now. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day or evening, depending on when you are listening to this episode. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boston Hills podcast. Be sure to visit bossandheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.